0: Hey guys, so before starting episode 2, the following is a short highlight of my birthday weekend for those interested if I did anything to celebrate my birthday this past week. Um, And also some information about where to follow me at least for the time being so you could get more updates and yeah. So when episode one came out, and it was published, it was my birthday, I didn't do much on that actual day except go to both jobs, but I did have a celebration the following day, and very last minute, it took me about a week to like kind of plan it, and I bought a piñata, hoping it was going to be for the little kids, but ultimately I ended up breaking it, and... I turned 29, so they spun me around 29 times. I was dizzy, and I hit the piñata and failed several times, but it made people laugh, so that's a funny story for this week. Um, I do know that last week I said I was going to try to link the Facebook page on the description of the episode or podcast. I Still haven't figured it out. But for those who want to follow it, it is on Facebook, Facebook page. It is called Ah with three H's. It's my OTP dash, a fan fiction podcast. Pretty much the same name you see on the logo for this podcast. Um, So go ahead and check it out. I will mostly be posting stuff there since... I have yet to make an Instagram page for more people because I know some people don't have Facebook so I'll try to work on Instagram page next but I am deciding to upload this episode sooner than the normal Thursday Friday schedule because I forgot I was doing something this upcoming Thursday so today is Tuesday and I'm now I'm um, trying to record at least still following next three chapters of the story where we left off last week. Hi and welcome to, ah, uh, it's my OTP podcast. I'm Olga and guys, first of all, I want to say thank you. First episode was uploaded and I got some listens, so I'm excited. I know it's going to take a while for this podcast to really like kick off but I think I can do it and I really 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 appreciate everybody that's listened so far and if you're a new listener welcome so last week our fan fiction our first story or fandom was Mighty Morphin Power Rangers and we started reading a story called Happiness and Grief Walk Hand in Hand by user Lady T Power and I am just gonna recap a little bit of what we learned so far so chapter 1, Tommy owns a dojo with Jason and they have two other trainers to help them, Rocky and Adam, other Power Rangers, and then Tommy was taking a vacation in order to sort his stuff from moving. And he looks through things and they give us a little background of a picture that all apparently all the Rangers have and it was a trip when they went to Switzerland. and. It's also tragic because Trini died in a car accident. So. They had the funeral. And. We also found out that. Kimberly gave Tommy a letter. So they used to go out before. And then she. Gave him a letter and left. But for the funeral they came. And they were mature. And they just grieved. But then she went away again. And um. We find out that he likes guys and women so and Kimberly knew but she was always supportive of him and we go at this to a flashback or a different place in Florida Kimberly has a three-year-old son and who looks like his father Um, we later found out it was actually Tommy which yay but she has received some horrible news from her doctor and it turns out she doesn't have a long time left so she decides to go back to angel grove and to go talk to tommy in chapter two we learn more about jason and he's at the office but He's being a little frustrated and we go back to Tommy and him just with his belongings again and questioning his feelings. He likes Jason, but they're like brothers. They live together. They own the dojo, so he doesn't also, he doesn't want to jeopardize their friendship and then meanwhile Jason is in the office and he, Adam comes in and he notices that Jason hasn't been sleeping well and he asks him what's wrong and he tells Jason to he kind of has an idea what's going on or like if it's love problems, and Jason was like, yeah, and Adam guessed that it was a guy, and Jason was shocked. Like, how did you know? And then Adam says, "Oh, I've seen how he you give looks to each other." So he's talking about. Jason confesses that he likes Tommy, but he doesn't want to ruin their friendship as well, and Adam tells him to go ahead and tell Tommy because he's seen how they both look at each other so it might all be good and back to Florida Kimberly was talking to her kid saying that they're gonna go back to Angel Grove to go meet some people from when mommy was growing up oh boy trying to do a short recap is harder than I thought especially in like less takes but continuing we find out that tommy sees trini's ghost for a bit and then he kind of confesses his feelings she suggests to tell him and eventually disappears but what tommy doesn't know is that jason overheard after adam had told jason to go talk to him and So, Jason comes inside, and Tommy's, like, freaking out, wondering if he overheard, and they're just talking, and Tommy's thinking it's the worst, and eventually, Jason tells him that he likes him, and then they kiss, and they're on the floor, and then the doorbell rang, and they're teasing each other, it's kind of cute, and... Tommy went to get himself better and opened the door and who is in the hallway none other than Kimberly dun 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 so without further ado here is episode 2 continuing with Happiness and Grief Walk Hand in Hand by Lady T. Power and let's Jump into it. Yeah. Chapter 4 In front of Tommy's door stood indeed Kimberly, paler than the last time he saw her and more skinny. But it was really her. With her, a little boy with brown hair and chocolate brown eyes and a beautiful skin, just like his father. Hi, Tommy. Could we talk, please? Kimberly's voice was soft and fragile. Tommy was stunned at first, but recovered fast. Yeah, sure, come in. He had forgiven her a long time ago. The litter had left them heartbroken, but they were young, and he moved on. Still sure he would keep his promise to her. He would be there for her no matter what. Kim swept her feet on the black rug on the floor and helped Diego with his jacket. Diego was a really shy boy. He was leading the way through the hallway and into the living room. ''Do you want to talk to me alone? Because, you know, Jace lives here too.'' Kimberly shook her head. ''It is better than he hears this too. He is always been like a brother to me,'' said the former Pink Ranger with a crack in her voice. Tommy nodded to her. ''Make yourself comfortable. I will be right back.'' While he said this to her, he heard Jason call him from out of the kitchen. ''Who was at the door, honey?'' Kimberly looked up at Tommy when she heard that. I would have turned around too. (laughs) Okay. Jason came out of the kitchen with the two glasses of champagne. Honey, who was at the... He stopped his sentence when he saw his little sister sitting in their living room with the little boy on her lap. Jason was shocked to see Kimberly, not only because he hadn't suspected her visit, nor because he had called Tommy Honey before knowing who was here and had slipped his mouth before he thought about it really. But Kimberly looked horrible. She was too skinny and she looked pale with dark circles around her eyes. Kimberly, hi, he said, at least recovering from his shock. But he saw immediately that something was seriously wrong. Kim, what's wrong? He asked next, placing the two glasses on a small table on the left. Kim sighed deeply. This was it. There was no backing out now. Jason took a place on the sofa next to Tommy, and in front of Kimberly, he was seated in a one-seat sofa. I don't know where to start or what to tell you first, but I guess better start with the hardest news first. Kim took another deep breath before she looked straight up, a tear rolling out of her eyes. Tommy and Jason were curious to know what was going on, but they waited patiently for the former pink ranger to start her story. I don't know how to start this or how to say this. It is really hard for me, so bear with me, please. Let me tell you everything before I lose all my courage. They both nodded in agreement. They would wait with their questions until she was done telling her story. A few weeks ago, I had an appointment for my annual checkup, something I started doing since the Pan Global Games, this year wasn't any different. I never had anything to worry about, so I didn't worry this year either, until I received a phone call from my doctor a few weeks ago, asking me to come to her office as soon as possible. It was from that moment that I knew that something was terribly wrong. Kim sighed again. More tears rolled out of her eyes. She looked up towards the ceiling, trying to control those tears, and with a cracked voice, she continued, I I have stage four pancreas cancer. I I, am dying, guys. That is not the only reason I am here. Kim sighed again. This was even harder to say to them. Tommy and Jason were shocked by what they heard. They never expected this, nor the next thing they were about to find out. Tommy wanted to say something, but Kimberly lifted her hand in a stop sign. I am not finished yet, she said her voice still soft but firm. She sniffed a few times before continuing. Tommy, do you remember that horrible letter I had to send you? You continued before you could answer the question. She would lose her courage if we started to ask her about it now. I lied to better, Tommy. There was no other guy. There has never been one. I told you this because I didn't want to ruin your life. I thought it would be more safe with King Mondo on your heels all the time That you better not know. Tommy couldn't help himself. He had to ask. He had a suspicion where this was going. Not know what, Kimberly? The former Pink Ranger tried to control her voice and her tears for the sake of her son. But I was pregnant, Tommy. Diego is your son. Our son. Tommy was speechless. He did not know what to do. Yell at her because she kept her son a secret or comfort her because she was dying. He tried to calm himself. He stood up and paced around, still deciding how to react on this news. I don't know what to say about this, Kimberly, really. I wish you would have told me instead of breaking up with me. I miss some of my son's first things. Kimberly didn't look at him when she whispered. Please, Tommy, please forgive me. I made a stupid mistake. We were going apart, Tommy, and I thought that you would be angry with me if you knew that I was pregnant. Plus, I wanted to protect Diego against King Mondo. He is not only biologically your son, but also legally. His full name is Diego Chessie Oliver. Tommy sighed holding the bridge of his nose between his two fingers. (sighs) What is done is done. I will forgive you, Kimberly, for the sake of our son, and I don't want the time we have left. Arguing about the past. Jason had been silent the whole time. This was something between his honey and Kimberly, but now that this was settled, he wanted to know one thing. Did the doctors say how long you'll still have left? The doctors couldn't exactly say, but they told me it could happen in four weeks or in three months. Jason turned his head to the right and looked Tommy in the eyes, who understood him without the words being spoken out loud and gave him a nod. You will be staying here from now on or until the end. We will take care of little Diego. Kimberly smiled, but shook her head. I would go to the hospital. I don't want to impose. Tommy stopped her before she could go any further. You are not imposing Kim, he said while he looked at her. You are a friend and the mother of my son. You'll stay here with us until the end. I don't want to hear any buts. Kim could only say thank you. Before she felt a little hand pull on her sleeve, she turned her attention to her son, who was still sitting on her lap. Can I give daddy a hug now? Are you still talking? The shy boy whispered in her ear. Kimberly laughed, turning her attention to her ex-boyfriend. Diego asked if he could give you a hug. Tommy smiled and went down on one knee. That way he was less tall and at the young child height. Come here, kiddo. Diego jumped off his mama's lap and ran into the arms of his father, hugging him like there was no tomorrow. Can I call you daddy now? he asked. Because only a child could ask. Well, guys, what a deep chapter four. We found out how long Kimberly has. And she told Tommy and Jason pretty much what's going on. And why she wrote the letter that it was a lie. And now she told them that she either has four weeks or three months left. Doctors don't know. And the kid has, is legally Tommy's, so she's going to stay at their place. Chapter 5 Tommy smiled while he hugged his son. Of course you can call me daddy if you want to. Kimberly smiled at the view of her ex-boyfriend and their son, before she turned her attention to her big brother, melting when she saw the look in his eyes while he looked at the former white ranger and his newfound son. She brought him out of that trance. You love him, don't you? She asked in a whisper. Jason smiled. Is it that obvious? This is our first day as a couple. So please, keep it a secret just a little longer. We are not ready to tell the rest yet. Maybe in a couple weeks. We didn't discuss it yet. For someone who knows both of you as well as I do, yes. But also the fact that you called him honey earlier helped in that matter. But it's not my secret tell so you can trust me. I am happy for the two of you. Kimberly laughed. Her laugh wasn't the same it used to be. Everyone who knew her heard the sad sound in it. She kept looking towards her son and tears started to fall. The former Red Ranger stood up from the place where he had been sitting all this time, walked a few paces until he stood right in front of her. He kneeled down and took his little sister in his arms. Kim took the invitation to hug Jason back. Laying her head on his shoulder, she let her tears run freely. <laughs> I'm so scared, Jason. I know Kim. We will do anything in our power to help you through this and to keep little Diego safe. Toast part is not the fact that I am dying. But that I will never see my son grow up. And I will never see him getting married. Kimberly sobbed into Jason's shoulder, but there was nothing he could say about that, nothing he could say to make her feel better. He stroked her hair while she sobbed, noticing that Tommy was pacing around with a very tired Diego on his arm. Kimberly removed herself from Jason's embrace and wiped the tears from her face. I'm going to take Diego to bed and go to sleep myself if you don't mind. I am a little tired from the trip. Jason suspected that she wanted to be alone for a while. Jason nodded. I will take you to the guest room. It has two beds in it, but if you want, you can place them together if you think that is safer for Diego with one bed placed against the wall. Kimberly was about to take over Diego from Tommy when her former, former boyfriend shook his head. You go ahead. I will follow with him. We don't need to wake him up unnecessarily. Kimberly walked behind Jason who was carrying the bags they took with him. They needed to fly back to Florida to get the rest. Kimberly had packed only the most important stuff, mostly Diego's clothes and toys expecting he wouldn't travel back to Florida with her. She never expected to stay herself. She had prepared herself in dying alone in a hospital in Florida. The former pink ranger walked into the guest room that she would occupy the next months until the day that something would take her away from the people that meant the world to her. It was a large bedroom with one bed against the wall and the other one next to it split by a bedside table. Jason had moved the table and placed it on the corner of the room before pushing one bed against the one that was placed at the wall side. He had placed the bags against the room's closet. Kimberly turned herself towards her ex-boyfriend and took over their son. She turned towards him again after placing their son on the bed and hugged him and Jason. You don't know what this means to me, guys. Thank you. I once told you, Kim, that I will always be there for you and I meant every word of it, Tommy said in a whisper. He did his best to control his tears and try to keep the tears at bay while being near Kimberly. She needed strong people right now and he would be strong for all of them. Jason sat down in the living room, staring in front of him. He didn't know what to feel in this moment. His emotions ran from being overjoyed over the fact that the man of his dreams felt the same way as he did. Finally, being able to call Tommy his, to depressed. the girl that was like a sister to him, someone who meant the world to him, was going to die very soon. His boyfriend, Tommy, lay down with his head in Jason's lap, staring at the ceiling, feeling As confused as his baby, overjoyed over the fact that he was in love with the most wonderful man and gaining a son he didn't know he had, to sadness and grief for his dying ex-girlfriend and the mother of his newfound son, secretly enjoying the way his boyfriend was caressing his long, silky hair. Jason was the first one who snapped out of the thoughts with more problems, more things that they have to face. Honey? Tommy? Shook his boyfriend out of his thoughts. What's wrong, baby? Tommy asked with a little confusion. We need to call our friends. They have the right to know what is happening with Kimberly and what about her parents. You're right, Jason. They need to know. Let's call them in the morning, though. I don't know if I can talk to them now without breaking down. And we will ask about her parents in the morning. Jason pulled Tommy closer to his chest with one arm underneath his shoulder and one arm over the other man's chest. I know what you mean, honey. Joy and grief are walking hand in hand in this moment. I really don't know how to feel. On one hand, I have my dream come true in finding love with you. But on the other hand, I am in grief as I am about to lose another person that means the world to me. That I know since kindergarten, whispered Jason before lowering his head and placing it on top of Tommy's. Tommy placed an arm over Jason's, a few tears escaping his eyes. Staring at nothing in particular, I feel the same, Jace. I'm so happy to find you and to find out I have a little son, but finding out that I have a son makes me feel double. I am happy I know I have a son, but it comes with the grief of losing the mother of my son. Tommy sighed before he nuzzled even further in Jason's broad chest. The only thing we could do now is making her life as easy as possible. Jason sighed while he kissed the top of his boyfriend's head, before pulling him even closer, letting his cheek rest in the long, silky hair he loved so much. They stayed that way for hours in silence, comforting each other with grief, until they both fell asleep still in the position they were in. A hard time was in front of them, with many laughs and many tears. That was a lot. I mean, I kind of expected that we were going to get a lot in these upcoming chapters. Now that she's there and she's letting them know what's up, it's sad. So hey, there was a short pause. But now we are going to continue with Chapter 6. So, Chapter 6. Kimberly smiled when she walked into the living room. There on the sofa were, the, were two of the most important men in her life, laying together on one couch. Diggle was still sleeping due to the jet lag, she thought, while she walked further to enter the kitchen. She hadn't been able to ask where everything was, but she would find it. How hard could it be? She opened the kitchen cabinet above the coffee maker. Bingo. Knowing Jace as I do, he wants it easily reachable. She laughed silently while she shook her head. I kind of have a question, guys. It doesn't make a little sense how Diego, her son, is jet lagged even though she lives in Florida. And, where exactly is Angel Grove? I would think it'd be in the US, I don't think it'd be in Switzerland. Switzerland was when they took a trip, but... I don't know how it works, but I don't think they were jet lagged. Because then it didn't take long for her to get there. So yeah, okay. Let's continue... Jason woke up ten minutes later by the aroma of the coffee filling his house. He wanted to get up, but something was holding him down. Something hot and heavy. His mind was still waking up when he looked around in confusion until his eyes stopped on the hot body on top of him. His dream boy breathing softly on his neck, sleeping silently. A smile appeared on Jason's face. This wasn't a dream, he thought, enjoying the feeling of having Tommy in his arms just a little longer caressing the soft skin on his back. Kimberly walked into the living room, saying that Jason was already awake. Good morning, she whispered. Jason smiled, while he tried to sneak from underneath Tommy's bodies without waking him with success. Come to the kitchen with me so that we can talk, he whispered. Kimberly followed him back to the kitchen, saying that he used to sleep so lightly during his ranger days. Kimberly laughed. The original Red Ranger laughed with that statement. He had noticed during the years they lived together that Tommy turned out to be a deep sleeper. Imagine trying to wake him up when he had an early class, he laughed. Look who's talking, came another voice. Tommy arrived in the kitchen. He had woken up because of the loss of heat from his boyfriend's body. You are not the only one who needs to wake the other up by literally yelling in the other's ear. Tommy laughed while he walked towards Jason for a coffee and a quick kiss on those soft lips. Good morning, baby, saying while he asked another kiss. Good morning, Kim. Did you sleep all right? Kimberly nodded. One of the best nights I had had in a long time. Thank you, Tommy. The former white ranger smiled, but there was something else on his mind. Kim, I know you just arrived." And how hard is it to tell your story? But I think it seems fair to inform our friends about this. I think they'd want to be here to help you. The former pink ranger sighed deeply. She knew her ex-boyfriend was right. But she was ready for this. It would never be a good time to tell them such bad news. You're right, Tommy. But could you set out a date for a meeting? That way I only have to tell it one time. Mommy nodded. What about your parents? Kim shook her head. No, they made it clear that I stopped being their daughter the moment Diego was born. A tear escaped Kimberly's eyes. She controlled her emotions again when a voice could be heard from the guest room. Mom, where are you? Mommy will be right there, honey, yelled Kimberly. Could you guys call everyone, please? I don't think i could handle it she asked before leaving the room to dress her son for the day i need to go to the dojo anyway i will go t- and talk to rocky and adam i will ask them to tell aisha and tanya and i will call Kat for you if you call billy and Zack. maybe we could announce us being together too if that's all right with kimberly jason said with a deep sigh all right with what kimberly asked well we will call a meeting we first informed them about us, and then about you and Diego. They are going to come visit as much as possible, and they are about to see us together anyway, so we better warn them. That way we can focus on making your life as easy as possible. I think that's a good idea. It gives me some time to gather all my courage, Kimberly said. Diego jumped out of his mother's arms and ran towards his daddy, lifting his arms. Tommy understood what his son wanted, so he lifted the boy into his arms. Good morning, kiddo. Diego hugged his father. It was so hard to believe he finally had a father in his life. Nobody could bully him anymore as he did back home in Florida, not knowing he would get two fathers for the price of one. So Diego is three. Does he go to like a daycare or something for him to get bullied? Kinda hard to believe that a three year old could get bullied. But who knows? I am going to call zach and Billy. This is if there would be something you need, please tell me. Kim sighed. It would be hard. She would be asking more and more as days would come. Could you take care of Diego for a few hours? I'm going to rest some more. The flight here combined with my cancer makes it very hard to stay awake. Tommy saw how tired she was. Go and get some rest. I am going to make the calls and take Diego to the dojo for a few hours. Ken smiled and turned around and went to the direction of the guest room to get some needed rest. Tommy took his phone and started with calling Zach. Hi Zach. How are you, buddy? How's dancing? Tommy started his conversation. Hi, Tommy, my man. It is nice to hear from you. You know, the Zack man. His business is booming. Lots of assignments. What about the dojo? Came from the other side of the line. Still growing? We had to hire Rocky and Adam to help us. But that is not why I'm calling you. You sound serious, man. What's wrong? Zack heard that it was not just a happy call. Tommy sighed. It is serious, man. Could you come over here tomorrow evening? It's kind of urgent. Yeah, sure, count me in. Sack his knew his former leader. If he said it was urgent, you could say that it was urgent. Thanks, Zach. I'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Sounded it before Tommy broke the line. One phone call is done, one to go. Tommy said to nobody in particular, His son still on his arm, playing with the toy card Tommy had given him. Diego was the easiest son you could dream of, Tommy thought, while he dialed Billy's number. He had moved back to Angel Grove and started teaching in Angel Grove College last year. Hello, Billy speaking, boomed through the phone. Hi, Billy, it's Tommy. How are you? Are you getting used to life as a teacher? Tommy, Hi. I'm fine too, thank you. I love the job. How is the dojo? The business is growing. We even needed to add some teachers. We gave the jobs to Rocky and Adam. That's nice to hear, Tommy, but you sound so depressed. What's wrong? That is why I called you. Is it possible to come by tomorrow evening? Let's say 7 p.m.? It's kind of urgent. Sure, no problem. I'll be there. Thanks, Billy. I'll see you tomorrow then. See you tomorrow. Bye. Tommy broke down the line with a deep sigh. There is no way back now. Kimberly will need every support right now. Even when she says she doesn't need it, she is weakening already. At this rate, it will be a matter of weeks. What do you think, kiddo? Ready to see what Uncle Jason is doing? He'll be. we will let Mommy rest for a bit longer. Tommy said towards his son before they left the loft in order to go and see the Dojo. <laughs> an ending for this week's episode so I read chapters 4, 5, and 6 this week I was a little delayed in uploading the episode this week still want to thank you guys for being a little patient with me definitely gonna try for Thursday uploads but as a last resort I'll for Sunday recordings and try to actually upload it within the Sunday yeah I guess I'll tell you the reason why I couldn't upload on Thursday I actually want to go see a live recording of a podcast I listened to I think it's fine if I shout them out it's cold, and that's why we drink It's a podcast where they talk about paranormal stuff and murder. Um, It's pretty interesting, but it was really cool to actually, like, listen and get into a podcast and then get to go see them live. It's a different experience, and if you guys can, I think it'd be good to try it at least once. Um, You get to see other fans, and then... You get to see them recording live and you get to laugh and you pretty much get to see all the stuff that doesn't get edited until into the episode, so that's pretty cool. But enough about that, I know I added, ooh ooh ooh, okay, let me tell you guys, I created the Facebook page and I managed to get a link. So now, when you go on the description of the podcast, where he gives you the description, let's see, so if example, on Spotify, you see the picture, and then you swipe right, you'll see introduction, like a description of the pod, and I'll just read it to you guys. It says, ah, it's my LTP! Exclamation, exclamation, exclamation. A fiction Podcast, where I, Olga, and maybe others read and react to fanfics from all fandoms, animated books, games, movies, etc. I get inspired from others and now I just want to share these hidden j- gems that are a big part of fandom culture. And I put the link on there. It is https colon slash slash m dot facebook dot com slash Ah, with three H's, my OTP pod. I figured I wouldn't put its because I couldn't put a apostrophe. So it would seem too weird and when trying to remember to spell it. So I just shortened it to Ah, my OTP pod. I am kind of leaning on that for the name of Instagram I haven't made it yet but I think as I record more episodes or once I have a different fandom maybe I'll make it and start like putting pictures of like the fandoms that I've covered so yeah um so stay tuned for episode three where we will read the final three chapters of Happiness and Grief Go Hand in Hand by Lady T. Power, and we will read the final three chapters, epi- chapters, not episodes, L-O-L, um, chapters 7, 8, and 9 from this story. So. I think that should be it for this week and actually next week might be a little delayed as well. Sorry in advance. I'm gonna try Thursday, but if not for sure Sunday. And thanks to thanks to all of you who are listening to uh-uh, it's my OTP podcast. Thanks and see you next week.